Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. up everybody uh here we go again this is number five broadcast uh before i go any further i want to uh piggyback off last week and thank again i can't thank her enough shireen snow for coming on i thought it was a, a really good conversation uh it was same for joe stoder and mr shapiro and the uh archive hits have been going off the chain really so uh, I, I appreciate that and thanks a lot but it's been uh Man, so many things going on. I, I, I hope I don't get too scatterbrained. But uh, how about that uh, website, Obamacare, man? I, I, you you, you kind of could have figured something like that was going to happen. You're talking about sabotage. The system is something else, man. I tell you. But uh, and here, here we go with Dr. Ben Carson. I know you probably have heard what he said. If you didn't, then he made a comment that Obamacare was the worst thing that happened since slavery. 
This is what Ben Carson said. Ben Carson is a world-renowned neurosurgeon. And what I learned from Ben Carson is that just because you're a neurosurgeon and have mastered the art of operating on brains and separating trends, uh, separating twins, you can still be stupid and ignorant as hell. What, what else can I say? How, how can you equate? How, how can this man be so lame and so systemized and so ignorant to say something so foolish? Obamacare is the worst thing that happened since slavery. Give that man an African necklace. I mean, and then you look at who's in his audience. Uh, you know who he's speaking to. You know, maybe Michael Steele and Uncle Clarence might be out there. Uh, Amy Holmes and Armstrong Williams, some of those guys. Larry Elder, they probably would have been a part of the audience. But, wow, what can I say? House Negroes to the T. I mean, master at brain surgery that's stupid as hell as far as society and as far as, 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 far as black people. This man uh, seriously don't know who he is and has no knowledge of, or no uh, love of self, obviously, as far as I'm concerned. Now, if you agree, uh, 718, no, I'm sorry, if you disagree, 718-664-9513, 718-664-9513. I appreciate the, that dialogue and debate on that, if you got it. Uh, what's going on with that Florida boycott? I meant to say something about that last week. I haven't heard a word. This, this just goes to show how, how we are and how we just jump to something that makes no sense whatsoever. And it's not so much that uh, there has not been a boycott. I didn't expect one of Florida would not have given a damn that we boycotted or not. They, they're doing just fine without us and probably would have preferred that we boycott them. Uh, they're too international, too, too, too world-renowned to get, care about us uh, not going to uh, Disney World. But the problem I have is that I still don't hear anybody, except for a couple of people, except for Warren Ballantyne. That's not Ballantyne with a V. That's Ballantyne with a, with a B and boy, who I listen to on Empowerment Radio uh, Network. You can Google that and listen to him uh, every morning, uh, like I do at uh, nine uh, to twelve. Nine. That's Central Time for me over here in Ohio. It's going to be uh, ten ten to one. But he's the only one that's really talking about empowerment and about us doing something, in addition to, of course, all, as always, the Nation of Islam and Louis Farrakhan. If there's anybody else who's talking like that, then let me know. Give me a shout, because these are the only people who I know about. But nobody is talking about building anything, about having something of our own. We, all these black organizations, all these churches, all these athletes, millionaires, all these individuals, and we don't even have a national hotel that these congregations and these organizations can can uh, pack up and go and have a conference or a, a concert or whatever in, in their own house in Florida. We should be using Florida right in their face. And we, we expand from that. We have nothing. And that's sad. That's sad. If, you, if I were to ask you, uh, as far as black people as a people, not as individuals, we have always had successful individuals, even during slavery. There's always going to be successful individuals. I'm talking about as a people. If you ask about what the Asians are doing, Asians are doing as a people, there's something there. You ask, what are the, what are, as a people, what are the Jews doing? What are, what are the Mexicans as a people doing? What are black people as a people? What, what are we doing? What can you say positive as, black, as far as us black people? And I mean, I'm inclusive in this. I'm not trying to separate myself. 
what as a people is there that we can say that we have to be proud of, not as individuals? You know, so I don't know. I don't know. Help, help me out here. You know, I'm just, I'm just thinking. I, I, I love us, but I'm disappointed in us because of just how we operate. Uh, I see there was another uh, random school shooting, and I don't know what to say. I, I don't know if it's going to get any better before it gets worse. I still say, I've always said that we are living in a zombie-like state uh, with a video game mentality. All these little systematic uh, poisons that been, have been put in front of us has taken effect, whether you want to believe it or not. Uh, you know, these video games, the rap lyrics, the television, the movies, all these kids see is violence. All they see is violence. From the time they come out of the womb crying, maybe they know what they're in for. Maybe that's what they're crying. Why don't they come out laughing? I don't know. Maybe they know what's going on. Maybe they know what's ahead. But these school shootings, I mean, we're zombie like As a matter of fact, uh, not too long ago, I saw the movie World War Z, which was a movie about zombies. And I, I, it, to me, I, I, I saw it from a whole different angle. I saw it from a whole different angle. And, and, and not, not, I don't know what the uh, director, what his intentions was, but to me it just looks like, it looked like a people who just gone wild and didn't care and just who's ever in the way. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's just random. Boom. Bam. And it was interesting to me in that part because it, it seems like that's how we're walking around the streets, not quite as uh, uh, monstrous, uh, with a, such a monstrous physical appearance, but we, we look, and that's a, we're looking so plain, but mentally, that's where it seems like we are. I don't know. I hope it gets better, uh, but it's going to take an overhaul. It's taken about three generations to get here. It might take two generations to get out of it. And it the whole school system needs to be made over. People, us need to be totally totally made over it seems like. I don't know. Uh, maybe you can help me out here. But uh, we have today a special guest coming on to talk about a fundraiser that's coming up uh, this Saturday. Uh, it's for, uh, for the group Focus. I will have a founder on of the group Focus this is the can- uh, for a cancer research fundraiser at Castaways Bowling Alley. Uh, I will let her come on and then let her talk about it. Uh, I intend to be there. I will show my support. Uh, hopefully you can find the time to uh, come out and show some love and support to for a worthy cause. Uh, okay. Man, I had to... Uh, yeah. Uh, I just happened to be on Facebook, and I was doing some other work too. But you know, I, I, I kind of keep track of. I, I try to read what I can, and I just happened to one of my cousins, uh, Deborah Webster. She had uh, made a comment about TLC being on, and I just happened to see it. And I asked her, I said, "Well, what network is it on?" You know, I, I didn't even know anything was happening with TLC as far as being a television show. I, mean, I had no idea. And she told me VH1, and I turned to it, and I loved it. I thought it was an excellent show. It was a beautiful show. I thought it was heartfelt, and it seemed to be on point because a lot of what I saw on that show were things and instances I remember reading back in the day when they were out. So the casting director, the, the, the young ladies who played the roles, the, the actresses were beautiful. They were well-schooled and skilled, 
And I, I was really proud of it. But it was nice to see something uh, something nice, to, as far as I was concerned, like that for the basketball-wise and all that. You know, of course, don't get me started on that, on that kind of crap. But I thought the TLC uh, movie was excellent. It was beautiful. I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, Seen it again, you know. It was it was it was nice. Nice change of pace for me. So, okay, we're going to uh, what I'll do. I'm going to break, and uh, we'll get ready to bring on our special guest, and uh, we'll talk about uh, the fundraiser coming up. We'll also talk about what she's uh, her various uh, functions as a, a volunteer organization in the community. Uh, what she's uh, doing with her uh, being an entrepreneur for a real estate business, and maybe you, you may even have some questions pertaining to that as far as something that you might be trying to do that she can maybe help you get through the hoops, uh, give you some suggestion or uh, direction as far as what you might be trying to do. We'll talk about that and uh, what, what her business and her organizations have to offer. So I'm going to take a break here, and when we come back, I will have our special guest. I'll be right back. Yo, he wanna get involved with you. It's the S A Double D I Q. 
Okay, and I'm back, and I have a special guest uh, holding on, and we have a, another of the uh, mighty South Shore cars, a uh, South Shore native. This young lady also was a, a friend of my high school, uh, grammar school graduate, rather, the same as myself, and actually the same as our first lady, Michelle Obama. Uh, also graduated uh, University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana, Bachelor of Science degree in real estate business. Uh, she is a hardworking community uh, volunteer, uh, various uh, functions, and we'll go into that with her. Uh, she is the founder of the Focus organization, which this Saturday has the fundraiser at uh, Castaways with a candlelight bowl, uh, along with her son, Jordan. Uh, 30 members so far, growing. Uh, we also, uh, let's see, no. Okay, yeah, Melody also. We're going to talk about also a U.S. patent uh, that I understand called uh, the Tidbits. I'm really curious and interested to see what that's about. But I'm going to bring on our special guest, Chicago, Illinois' own, University of Illinois, South Shore's own, Miss Melanie Sharp. Melanie, how are you doing? I'm great, Keith. How are you? I'm doing just, just fine. I'm doing great. Great to have you on. I'm just looking forward to this. Oh, I thank you for the opportunity. So we'll we'll jump right into we'll get right into the fundraiser coming on uh, this Saturday. I know you you had a uh, video on, on, but just for those who might have missed it, uh, you want to tell us a little about that? And it's uh, this coming Saturday at the Castaways Bowl in Calumet City. Yes, the event starts at eight o'clock. Uh, we're going to uh, be raising money to donate to the American Cancer Society. Uh, as a two-time breast cancer survivor, this is something I take very seriously. And I used to walk in the YME walk, but due to the decrease in donations, they had to close down their offices. So I thought, what better uh, organization to join up with as far as the American Cancer Society and uh, mixing in with the focus organization who is... Um, community involved, and we like to volunteer. We're trying to teach the young men and, and young ladies in the organization the importance of giving back at an early age. Uh, looking back, I think for myself, I've always been a giver, but our youth these days are so self-absorbed that they kind of miss that. So yeah. by having this fundraiser, uh, we're going to make a difference as far as the uh, the research and the resources available uh, to cancer survivors uh, will be there, like I said, at 8 o'clock, and bowling will start at 9 o'clock, and they can bowl up until 12 o'clock. We have a lot of fun. I've had this event before. The mm -hmm. kids come out, doesn't matter what age, the adults come out, the grandparents come out, and it allows you to have a good time as well as support a good cause. Right. Uh, the tickets are $25 per person, and it allows you to go, like I said, for three hours. It allows you to eat. We have raffles, e-reader, an e-reader raffle. Uh, other prizes are going to be raffled off. And we're also going to be providing information that people may not be aware of regarding breast cancer. Okay. Uh, you mentioned being a, a two-time survivor, and... I know there are, 
what, what can you say to, to, to young ladies out there as far as uh, getting things checked out early on? It sounds like you were able to get things checked out at an early time to where it's, you know, a positive result could come of it. Uh, or, or should I ask, how do I put this? I, I just have to ask it this way. When, when did you first get wind of that being an issue? Uh, in 2003, and actually I was overdue for a mammogram, but I was speaking to a friend of mine, and she mentioned that one of her friends had been diagnosed with breast cancer. And I was in the, in the beginning of a divorce, and I thought, you know what, I better take care of myself because I will have to take care of my children. Right. So I made my appointment that following Monday and got a letter uh, about three days later, stating that they had found something on the mammogram and they wanted me to come in for further testing. So I went in, had a additional uh, testing done, and they found that I was uh, stage zero with uh, breast cancer. Now, with breast cancer, it goes from zero, stage zero, to four, four normally being terminal. So to be uh, diagnosed at stage zero, it's very early on, and there's really nothing to feel. Had I not gotten a mammogram when I did, who knows how aggressive it may have spread and, you know, to what stage it may have progressed to. So that was truly a blessing. Yeah. Um, a lot of women think that it can't happen to them, and I, I think I'm a prime example that it can happen to anybody. And a lot of people will look at me and they, you know, I tell them I'm a two-time survivor. They find it hard to believe because it has driven me. I feel that uh, it's, been a, it's a curse and a blessing at the same time. Mm-hmm. When I joined the Why Me organization, you know, I didn't ask why me. I knew why me because I'm the kind of person that I don't let adversity slow me down. I build on it. And I found something positive doing the walks, and we raised thousands of dollars doing the, the Mother's Day walks. Mm-hmm. And when they closed, uh, I felt that this, this is not over. I still have work to do. I'm, I'm a living testimony that you can survive this disease. And not only have I survived it, I've thrived because of it. I feel like my voice is supposed to be heard to help people, and I've, I have talked with several people on several occasions, uh, friends of mine who knew someone that had breast cancer and they really didn't know who to talk to and just really didn't know where they were going with it. And I, I always offer, I'm willing to talk to anyone. You know, some time ago women were ashamed to say that they had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, it doesn't, you don't have to die from it. This is treatable. So I use my voice and I use my experience to try to, to make people aware that, yes, I had it, I beat it, I beat it twice, and I'm doing something positive with my life because of it. Well, I tell you, 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 you have a you have a, a incredible spirit for someone having gone through that uh, situation not once but twice, and it's, you try to, I'm, I'm even trying to grab it. Talking with you and saying how, why that had to be uh, 
initially just uh, a devastating experience. But like you say, you just keep moving on, and you, you, you know what you believe in and where your power is coming from, and that's what, that's what you're riding off of. So that's, uh, well, I saw it as a setback. It was, it was a temporary setback. But yeah. each time I came back, I came back even stronger. And I think anybody that knows me uh, would agree that I'm pretty unstoppable when it comes to something I believe in and that my heart is uh, devoted to. And this is one of those causes. Now, the, the focus group, uh, as a matter of fact, what is, how, break that down for me. What is the focus? What does that uh, stand for? For our continuous, unyielding success. Oh, okay. And the way that was developed, I have a, a son who is a freshman at Stephen Academy, and he kind of has focus issues. You know, he, he's a teenage boy. He likes the video games. And, yeah. you know, if you don't stay on him, Religiously, he's going to slide off. So we were sitting and we were talking, and I was trying to get him to get involved with something. We were looking for volunteer opportunities, because I've always volunteered. And we were trying to come up with ideas as far as how we could help people, how we could get more involved, so that he could start to develop as, as someone who gave back and not took from. Interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. So his school, his grade school, was having a food drive. So we decided, well, let's start with a food drive. And we came up with the name, Focus, and put flyers out on the block and asked people to, you know, the neighbors to donate food. And he collected, I believe, over 150 cans. No, I think it was over 350 cans of food. And that's kind of how it all began. So we let the school know that he said he wanted to help people worldwide. So the next morning he came down and he wanted to make the O in focus out of a globe, which I thought was a good idea. He, he was thinking he was being okay, creative. Yeah. So uh, from that, with the grammar school knowing about the organization, some of the parents and other students joined immediately, and the organization just grew to the numbers that we have now. And all the parents, I tell you, I have some of the best parents in this organization. It is because of them that we have accomplished all the things that we've accomplished. Uh, we were founded in November November 19, 2012. So next month we'll be celebrating our first year anniversary. And, oh, the list goes on and on as far as the things that we've accomplished already this year. Well, what type we have of food drives. Go okay. ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, you 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 kinda of going on and answering the question I was gonna ask you. Oh, okay. Uh, well we had the food drive, uh we had a toy drive and a a Christmas event for the children. Uh the focus members read to the lower grade children which they thoroughly enjoyed. Uh for Black History Month the school allowed us to create a museum where each person I did a display either on an inventor or an artist or uh, a politician. We put on a fabulous uh, African-American heritage program that where the students uh, researched information on African-American history. We had performers saying it, it just turned out beautifully. 
like I said, the support that I have from the parents is immeasurable. I mean, they are priceless. Now, how does how would one become a member? Is it, is it an inclusive organization, or how does how does that work? Uh, can anyone well, become? No, we're we're going to be expanding. What we're doing now, most of them are freshmen because most of them were eighth graders when they started. So they've gotten through their first quarter uh, of high school. So what we'll do is we'll evaluate and see what the strengths and weaknesses are and what we need to do uh, to keep them on track. Now, because we started at the grade school level, we're still going to be connected with the younger students there because we want to get them at the earlier ages and, and allow them to start volunteering and participating and basically strengthening their uh, their leadership skills as well. So when they get to the level that our children are at, they will have exceeded them uh, in comparison to, to where our kids are now. We're trying to get them prepared now, the high schoolers, for college and for adulthood. So we're kind of moving steps forward to, to kind of prepare them uh, gotcha. based on the various phases that they're going to go through in their lives. Now, I was uh, just doing my homework here based on uh, what we talked about, and uh, you, 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 you mentioned uh, a group called Tidbits. What, what is that about? And you, you suppose they have a patent pertaining to that particular group? No, it's not a group. It's actually an invention that I came up Vin- with a couple of years oh. ago. Okay. And now Tidbits was just, just a little bit of knowledge that was, Sharing with you just a little something that wasn't related to anything else I was talking about, but just that's not a bad idea for for an organization. I have to think about that. I was telling you this is uh, yeah. No, go go ahead. 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 No, you you got it. You got it. I kind of define myself as a problem solver, and I like challenges. I like taking risks, and I find problems or situations and try to figure them out, try to come up with a solution. So that's the idea that I was able to get the patent on, and I was very determined to do it. Uh, There was extensive paperwork. It was quite expensive, and I actually do have a product. It's not ready to be marketed yet because I've been so involved with the volunteering and and the um, transition with my son going to high school and a son in college that I kind of have put that on the back burner. But okay. uh, before I leave this earth, I intend to, to see that come to fruition. And not, not, that, you, not that you've explained it, I, I, I see how I read it wrong. <laughs> I, I read well, that it was about 11 o'clock at night, and I figured, <laughs> let me get this out, because when the day gets started tomorrow, it's going to be hectic, and I promised to, to send this information, so I didn't want to let oh. you down. That's okay. No, I, yeah, I just read it the wrong way. That's all. Looking at it again now, it's like, oh, okay, I see, I see. I was tying it to uh, something else, but that, that's fine. I'm, I, I'm yeah, you curious. kind of threw me off there, too. Yeah, well, I'm really curious to uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully when it breaks the ice and, uh, you know, we see our 10 on commercial TV, we can come on and talk about it again, you know. I'm kind of curious now. We'll see what okay. happens. We'll see what happens. So you are a single parent of two sons, one in college, one in high school. Yeah. So at least you haven't had to get up and braid hair and all that stuff, huh? Mm. 
had to do. Like braid hair has braid hair. <laughs> no, I say at least you haven't had to braid hair. Wake up and wake up and braid hair. I was just kind of joking a little bit when you when you have daughters. Uh-oh. I got a lot of granddaughters. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was talking. Uh, well, I always wanted a daughter, but that wasn't God's plan. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They they're beautiful, no doubt about it. So, okay. what? Uh, are there anything? Okay, you have the fundraiser coming up this Saturday, and it sounds like the focus group works on various different functions. Is there anything anything coming up? I know you, well, you mentioned the uh, Christmas events that are coming up. Uh, you also, I see the uh, vice president of the Parent Booster Club at Seton Academy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which and I, I, you know, I've always uh, heard that booster club, and even when I was going through high school, I never really knew what what they did. What what does the Booster Club do? Well, basically, it's uh, comprised of uh, parents who sort of take a position in the school where they they do fundraising. Uh, they kind of try to connect with with the needs of the student. Uh, this is my first year on the Booster Club. Um, Right now we're working on some fundraising ideas. They have a goal of redoing the theater. Uh, They do a lot of productions there. I believe they're going to have three this year. So we kind of have a goal set in mind uh, for a fundraiser that will allow them to to do that. Uh, They also manage and oversee the uh, athletic events. Um, They have basketball games, volleyball games, and the parents come out and they run the concession stand, uh, they work on the door as far as entry, uh, selling tickets to the parents. So basically they... Oh, okay. They basically run the... It keeps the parents involved. It's sort of yeah, like their yeah, body yeah. as opposed to the faculty. You have the, the parent organization uh, that supports the school and promotes the school. Before we go too much further, I uh, we, I didn't talk about how to uh, get the tickets for the candlelight bowl fundraiser this coming Saturday. Uh, what what process what process do we have for those who want to purchase tickets? Okay, they can either email me at melanie sharp at comcast dot net or focus driven eleven twelve at gmail dot com. I'll have a, a PayPal account where they can deposit the money in the PayPal account, and I can hold the tickets for them at the door. And if they just want to make a donation, they can do that as well with either uh, email address. Okay. And do you, have, do you have a website? We don't have a website yet for Focus. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Prestige Properties has a website, but I'm making some changes to that. Uh, it's Prestige Properties, RE Pros, but because I've just moved the office, we're making some changes to that, but that website is active and available. Okay, okay, fine. When it, when it, when it comes up and gets gets rolling, I'll make sure to put that connection out there. Yes, yeah, so okay, now Focus also has a, a Facebook page, too, so they can like us on Facebook. Okay, and what, share that with us. Well, all the information so far, uh, if you just go in and search for focus, it 
when okay. we start typing focus, I believe it's the first organization that comes oh. up. Uh, there are a lot of pictures that we have to get uh, added to it. All the things that we do is strictly volunteer. We're not funded. We're in the process of getting our 501c3. And uh, so the parents just come out of pocket other than what we raised on our own. So there's been a lot of commitment and a lot of donations uh, contributed as far as making this work. So for the amount of things that we do and the short amount of time that we do it in, uh, the, the parents are really overworked. You know, most of them run when they see me coming, but they stick with it and they they do help and they understand. Uh, they appreciate the work that I put into it and yeah. uh, what it means for their children. Well, that's that's, that's a good thing. Uh, it's, it's we we need a whole lot more of that. Needless to say, uh, well, need 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 more of that big time. But what we'll do, I will prep. Well, let me just. Say the phone number again, uh, 718-664-9513. What we'll do is a uh, break, and uh, then we'll get into the real estate, prestige properties, real estate uh, brokers, and talk about that and what, what services you have to offer with that. How's that? That sounds good. So just hold on a second. I'm going to uh, first uh, do a little work for the uh, – Kamalaya Sugar and Spice, Pure Homemade Gourmet Seasons, and I'll be right back. Okay. So I just want to do another uh, promo for Kamalaya Sugar and Spice, Pure Homemade Gourmet Seasonings. This is a product that was created uh, by uh, Galana Marie Thomas Harris. Uh, talked about it last week. Uh, she has uh, updated her Facebook page for the Kamenea Sugar and Spice Pure Homemade Gourmet Seasonings to include pictures and prices and all of these spices that she has to offer. These are custom-made spices. You don't buy these in the store. She makes these from scratch. From scratch. Uh, however you like it. You like it spicy. You want no salt, no salt. It's up to you. You, you you can you can let her know what type of uh, combination you like for the grind to uh, dehydrate and grind for you, and uh, it's it's a really good looking product. You got really hope you uh, show her some love. We got the holidays coming up, and uh, you can do it your way with what she has to offer. Uh, hopefully next week, uh, one day soon, I'd like to have her on to really get down into talking about the uh, product. I've talked to her about it, and when she talks about it. She'll sell it a whole lot better than I do, believe me. I'm just making you aware it's there, uh, hoping that you'll go on and like her page. Uh, it's spelled K-A-M-O-N-E-Y-A-S, Sugar and Spice Pure Homemade Gourmet Seasoning. I would hope that you would go on and like that page. Uh, I asked last week. I see she has increased uh, a little bit, but we can we can do better than that. We, we can show her some love. You don't have to buy anything. You don't necessarily have to think probably once you go in and see what she has to offer, you will, but Go in and like her page and show her some support, and at least let her know that uh, her product is being reviewed. So uh, that's Galana Marie Thomas Harris, and uh, she also has a separate web page for herself that you can connect to her, uh, Kamenea Sugar and Spice Pure Homemade Gourmet, uh, Gourmet Seasonings, or you can go directly into the uh, Kamenea uh, Facebook and just see what she has to offer. I, I think it's beautiful. So uh, check it out, and uh, hopefully 
soon I will have her on to talk about it. Okay, and uh, we will be right back in a couple of minutes. talking about uh, her venturing into entrepreneurship with the real estate business. I see that, Melanie, uh, you actually went to school and got a degree in uh, real estate business, so it's like you knew what you wanted to do. A lot of times we go to college and end up doing something totally different than what we went to school for. So you well, seem actually, to have it's, it's, a, it's a little different from what I went to school for. Uh, okay. I, was in the, I was studying the... Uh, the field of interior design as far as redesigning spaces, uh, not the exterior, not the architectural part, but the interior space. And upon graduating, I was a designer at uh, John M. Smith and wound up in sales. And I always liked the idea of taking a, uh, a house that maybe needed some work or was outdated and turning it into something fabulous, giving it a, a total makeover, uh, remodeling, renovating, and that's how I ended up in real estate. I figured I would take a class just to kind of 
know what was involved with uh, with buying property, and I end up starting a business, and I've been in business for myself for 20 years, and I've been in real estate about 30 years, and I love it. Okay, so I was I was uh, connecting the two. So you actually uh, that's interesting. Now, w- when did you decide to go into the real estate business? What 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 prompted you to just in addition to the designing you were doing? Well, because I knew I wanted to own property, I felt I needed to know a little bit more about it. So when I took the class, I took it with the intent to just get the knowledge. I had no intentions of starting a business. Uh, but I went and I talked with an attorney just to get some advice, and his advice to me was to get married, get you a husband, and buy a house. And I thought, no, I don't, that's not what I want to do. So at the young age of 25, I, I was determined that this is what I want. So my family tried to talk me out of buying a building. Oh, buy a house first, start small. And I'm thinking, no, I, I don't want that. So I bought a property, and I closed probably in September, October, and I didn't tell them until Christmas. That way they couldn't talk me out of it. I get it. So I did it, and I bought another building after that, and I just decided, well, I may as well uh, you know, get a, a broker's license, learn as much as I can, and the, the store that I was working at, I didn't like the way they were treating me. And they had transferred me out to a, a location a lot further from my house, so I just marked on the calendar that in mm-hmm. a year from now, I will have bought another building, and I'm going to quit this job and go sell real estate. And that's what I did. And I've been selling real estate ever since, but now I sell under my own business. Now what? Uh, because now, now you're talking to someone. Now I I know computers and networks, but I don't know much about real estate. So w- w- the questions I may ask may sound very elementary to you. <laughs> okay. But, but what 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 services? Uh, I know the basics. But what what services do you offer from from your your business? What are people coming in to seek from you? I know they property, but anything in particular, any information types of. I, I don't even I don't know how it works. Primarily, we deal with the residential sales, a lot of first-time home buyers. Uh, you've got empty nesters who, whose children have grown and gone to college or left the house, and they need to downsize where they are. Uh, with the market just coming back, I mean, for the last seven years, uh, everybody knows that the economy was down, the real estate market was in the toilet, uh, foreclosures uh, through the roof short sales, that the market was very stagnant. Uh, it's, it's opening up now. I've got a lot of uh, people who are taking advantage of the low interest rates and the low prices, the low home prices. This is the ideal time to buy. When I first got into real estate, interest rates were 13 and 14%, and houses were selling just like normal. Mm-hmm. Now interest rates are 35 4%. And the houses are half the prices that they were seven years ago. So anyone that is renting now, if you do the numbers, chances are uh, you could probably pay less on a house note than you're paying for rent. Uh, 
And what you're doing when you rent is all you're doing is you're buying the house or the property for the landlord. Now, what, I, what, what I'm going to ask, I know that a lot of people probably want to know this question. Now, can, can you purchase a house with bad credit? Is, is there a way? I mean, I know you can get it with cash, but I'm talking about still get a, a loan type of thing. Is, is there a way to do that? Well, the closest, the closest thing I would say to that would be a program called NACA. And NACA allows you to purchase with no money down. They allow the seller to pay up to 6%, and you can even contribute money to buy the interest rate uh, down. You can buy it down as low as to zero. Now, the difference with NACA, and one of the good things about the NACA program, is they don't worry about a FICO score. Most people couldn't tell you, I don't think anybody can tell you actually how a FICO score is really derived. I mean, they just come up with a formula and they say, okay, well, this is this is your FICO score. This is your middle score. Most people don't know what that score is. Uh, of course, the higher the score, the, the the more credit that's offered to you and the better interest rate that you get. But uh, NACA does not hold that against you. But they do want to see your last 12 or 24-month payment history. So, so say you had uh, unpaid, you had a collection on a medical bill seven years ago. They don't okay. care about that. You know, okay. it's a medical bill. There was a medical situation, so they look at how you pay, or how you have paid in the last 12 or 24 months, and they put you in with a counselor who helps you to budget, and they look at everything. They don't look at just the lights and the gas and the water and your car note. They mm-hmm. look at your groceries, your cleaning bill, anything that you spend money on on a regular basis. They're going to take that figure and deduct it from uh, what they're going to calculate your payment on. Okay. So when they come up with a figure, they've already you've already paid everything you're going to pay in your household, and they tell you, okay, this is the payment amount that you qualify for. They don't do it based on the house, the price of the house. They do it based on the payment amount because uh, depending on what the taxes are on the house that you purchase. Mm-hmm you might be able to purchase a house for $100,000 if the taxes are low. But if the taxes are high, that $100,000 property is out of your price range because you can't afford that payment. So they work with you. It's a pretty pretty good program. Uh, Their rate is lower than the current market rate. Uh, It's just a matter of you committing sticking with the budget because they're not going to send you out there with an approval to look for a house if they don't feel you are credit ready and you're ready as far as taking responsibility of the payment mm-hmm. uh, that you're going to undertake. Now, is there a certain uh, income bracket that you need to fall into to qualify for this program? No. Okay. Okay. No. Now, is that now, something they, they that do ask that you give back if you're part of the program? They do ask that you uh, volunteer and that you maybe be a spokesperson for the organization, for the NACA organization. Uh, okay. They've had people come in and answer phones, so they're trying to, to keep it going. A lot of people don't know about NACA, uh, but it's worth looking into, even if 
you don't have credit issues in comparison, if you can just go get a regular FHA loan, you may want to consider uh, looking at a NACA loan just based on the fact that uh, you're going to have a, uh, more than likely have a lower payment because they don't have mortgage insurance. Mortgage insurance can tack on another $150, $200 on your payment depending on the price of the house. Now, you don't can, have that with NACA. For the, for the NACA, can, is that something that you deal with or is that something outside of uh, what your company deals with? Is that a whole different uh, chapter? or? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a totally different organization, but we are. Uh, we met with them last month, and we're going to be one of their, um, I would say, premier brokers. So when they have someone that they've put through the program, they'll send them to us to get a house. But at the same time, when we have someone that needs funding, we can send them through the NACA program, and we'll work oh. with them as well uh, in oh. order to get them ready for uh, for that responsibility. Okay, that, that, that's what I really should have asked. Do, do you guys work together? And you act, you just answered that. You, you do work together. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's, okay. It goes okay. hand in hand because, it, you know, the, the realtor has a, a broker, has a, a responsibility, and we rely heavily on the, the NACA uh, organization doing their part as far as um, preparing that buyer. Because I, I don't want to take anybody out in my car and show them houses, and then they find a house that they like, and then they they can't get financed. Right. That's a waste of everybody's time. Now, where where is your office located in, in Lansing? We're off 170th and Torrance. It's Two River Place, Suite E, in Lansing, oh, Illinois. Okay. Okay. You're over there by the uh, Ingalls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Across from the urgent care, directly south of Culver's. As a matter of fact, when I, I need okay. to run yeah. out real quick, I'll go and get, I'll eat at Culver's. That way I can watch the office. I don't miss anybody coming into the office. So it's a straight shot right across the parking lot. And it's a great location. You want to be able to come on? Hold oh, on. Okay. Yeah, I know exactly where you are. Uh and is there a phone number for? I, well, of course there's a phone number. How about giving us a phone number in case somebody wants to call and ask a question or two? Or sure, it's seven zero eight four one eight three 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 eight. Or they can also call my cell phone. It's seven zero eight seven one two one five four one. Okay. Okay. Wow. So I tell you, I am uh, honored that you come on. I, I appreciate the courage that you have shown to uh, expl- talk about some of the things that you talked about, uh, and, and with such uh, at such ease. You know, I have no. Well, I idea. take my direction from God, Keith. That's that's the only thing I can attribute it to. Because when you yeah. initially asked me, I thought, Oh my God. I don't think I can do that. And mm-hmm. I just really didn't think I had any other uh, option but to do it. Well, I'm I'm glad you did. I'm, I'm glad, you, and I, I'm honored that you did. I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. Is there anything that, uh, in closing, uh, did we leave anything out? Did I miss the book somewhere with any, anything that you wanted to get out but could not, or...? 
Uh, what would you like to express to the everyday people out there listening now? Well, of course, you know, I'm going to think of a lot of things when, when after the, the show has ended. Um, but what I, w- I would like to say is that we are all here for a purpose, and I have been humbled, and I am blessed that in, at this yeah. stage in my life, I know what my purpose is. I I can't tell you uh, what what a feeling that is to, to know <laughs> what you are on this earth for. And I don't think there's anything that can stop me from, from moving in that direction. Okay. Okay, wow. Well, I tell you, you there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will uh, look forward to coming out on Saturday. I will definitely be there. Uh, so if you, if you sell out, hold on to at least one. Okay? Okay. Well, I, I would love to say I'm afraid we're going to sell out. I would like to know if someone's interested, if they can uh, either contact me on Facebook or give me a call. Uh, my office is, as I said, in Lansing. I have tickets with me there. If I need to meet with you to get tickets uh, to you, I'd be more than willing to do that. I, I was trying to get the whole bowling alley, but right now I don't know. Uh, we probably will get a lot of people at, at buying tickets at the door that evening. But I, I promise, I promise anybody that comes out, uh, you'll have a good time, and you'll look forward to the next one. And and if they happen to show up at the door, they won't be turned away now. It's it's not you know come on come on with it you know just come on no, and have a good. No, they will not be turned away. There will be enough partying and fun for everybody. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to being there. Looking forward to uh, talking to you a little bit more, and uh, looking forward to you coming back on again once. Uh, other things start rolling. Maybe once your invention uh, starts taking form, and we can talk about that. And who knows what else? Whatever, what, what other uh, volunteer work you may be going into. Uh, okay. So I, I really appreciate you coming on, uh, and I look forward to talking to you again. And I'll see you on Saturday. Thank you very much, Keith, and I look forward to seeing you as well. And if you need me for anything, give me a call. I will. You take care now. All right. Thank you, and good luck. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. So uh, there you have it, another uh, one of our everyday people doing something positive, uh, courageous, uh, just doing all the right things, got good ideas, and working for herself, doing her own thing, reporting to her. That's how, that's, that's, that's how you do it. That's what's up. That's what's up. You know, we, we were kind of raised to find jobs. I mean, that's just the way it was. You know, we weren't, well, a lot of us were, you know, were, were raised thinking from a business perspective. You know, I'm, I'm sure some were, but in, in most cases, we were, we were told to, hey, go, go to school and, uh, you know, get a good job. And, and that works, too. You know, a good, good job ain't a bad thing to have, but uh, we tend to not look from an entrepreneur standpoint. So I'm proud of what uh, Melanie is doing. And I, 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 I can appreciate what she's doing. I, 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 it's that's special. It's beautiful. So uh, what we'll do now, I'm going to break yet again, and uh, we are going to come back on with the founder and CEO of 
Mo Better Jazz Productions, as always. Uh, Brother Joe Stroder, Prophet of Chicago, uh, South Shore High, Columbia School of Broadcasting, the House of Bing is where it takes place on 6930 South Shore Drive. Uh, Plenty of parking, plenty of food, good drinks, and the most beautiful, beautiful, and I mean this, the most beautiful group of people that you could want to be around for an event. It's world-class jazz and an old-school element, and we'll be right back.
And we're right back with you. And I'm going to bring Brother Joe right on. Come on with it, Brother Joe. How's everything going, man? Keith, always a pleasure, man. I'm glad that you uh, we were able to connect. I'm doing real good, man. Long work week and planning to get things up and running. We are taking Mo Better Jazz to another level for the month of November, and a lot of planning is going into it and uh, trying to do something special around the holiday time. And uh, it's taken a lot of planning and work to get things going. I never had an idea that it would take so much work to to get something or keep something going. I know how it how much work it takes to put a concert on, but to have something going week after week, man, it, it's quite a challenge. But it's a challenge that I love, and everything's going on schedule like you should. The, the acts are still uh, great. Everybody's leaving there with a smile on their face, and the people are still coming back, and the room is being full. We had a, a packed house last week with uh, incredible trumpet player Marquise Hill and his black cat. Man, they wore everybody out. They were really good. This vibe player, uh, Justin Thomas, man, incredible. And the people don't understand that these are not just regular cats playing, or playing around. The, the, the bass player, uh, Joshua Ramos, was, is uh, Ramsey Lewis's bass player, and he's out on tour regularly with Ramsey. They, these guys are like the top in the country, this top in the country, and we have them right there on 69th and South Shore Drive every Friday, somebody special. Absolutely, absolutely. And that includes the people who are in the audience. That includes the people in the audience. I saw oh, some beautiful- man. And that's another thing, right? The people in the audience, man, are extraordinary people. I, uh, last week I had uh, uh, Theodore Gray, who's a publisher of a magazine called True Elegance, and he is going to feature Mo Better Jazz in his uh, December article about what's taking place over there on 69th Street and what I'm doing and what my plans are for the future. And then we got Deborah, who's the uh, owner of the Ice Theaters. She's there each and every week, a strong supporter of uh, Mo Better Jazz. The, the clientele that comes to the shows are, are incredible, man. It's, it's a great yeah. place, and they are so happy to have some place to come to in the neighborhood. You know, they ain't got to go downtown or the north side and pay for all that parking and pay for all that admission and pay for all that expensive drinks, and they can have their drinks on and just walk around the corner and go to bed, man. It's Absolutely. A great thing. And they all, thank, they all thank me for doing it, man. They're so grateful. I, I'm really happy that I can make some people happy. It's a special place, man. I mean, and you pay the, the, the cost to get in there. You're going to pay about twice as much as that just for parking going downtown. Oh, you're absolutely right, man. I went to Parkland Garage downtown the other day, and uh, they told me for uh, 20 minutes it was like 42 bucks. Man, I turned around and was trying to get back out, and the lady said, what are you doing? I, I can't afford this. 
You got three minutes to get out the parking lot. Man, I drove out of there and went and caught the bus downtown, man. I can't. They they are pricing us out of the out of the yeah, uh, downtown area, man. It's something else, man. That that uh, Mr. that Rom is, uh, you know, he he he's taking your money. He's trying to get uh, trying to put you in jail for three years for carrying a firearm, a, a, a automatic three years uh, minimum. Like that, like that's gonna stop the crime, man. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's enough laws in the law book already. This is, this is, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, they 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 that that's a, a politician law, a political law, man. It's to make the people think that they are doing something, but the law really won't make an effect on what's taking place. You've got to give these kids jobs and give them careers, some other way to support themselves. And 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 the first thing you got to do is educate them. And these kids aren't getting any education. They're building penitentiaries based on the third-grade population of the black males. They don't have a plan to uh, educate or give these people. They want to put them in jail. Man, I, oh, man, don't get me started. Let's well, talk that, about that. that. <laughs> I, I hear you. You know, I, I, you know we, how we, we go. Oh, we'd love to go anywhere. I, I haven't even, I haven't even, brought, up, even brought up the uh, preachers of L.A. with you yet. I was kind of curious as to what your angle was on that, but I tell you what, better yet, I got something better to talk about. What's happening tomorrow at the House of Bing, man? Tomorrow we have a bass player, Chuck Webb. He's got a band called CWB, Chuck Webb's band. And Chuck Webb is a former bass player for Mr. Magic, Mr. Grover Washington. And he's from Chicago, grew up right off of 85th and Stony Island. And, um, Man, is one of the baddest cats around. I heard him at Room 43 uh, a couple of months ago, and I said, Chuck, please give me a date. And he said, man, Joe, anything for you, man, anything for you. So the people who come tomorrow are in for a special treat. He has got a bad band. He, he, he just didn't throw some people together. He threw some of the baddest cats in his band, so... It's going to be a great night at the House of Bing for our last show in October. It's going to be great. The last show in October, then you have one after that, then you have another one after that, which is my well, birthday. And oh, oh, okay. Well, you <laughs> I'm celebrating my birthday. Is that Thursday? And I will be on the air, but I will be definitely celebrating my day at the House of Bing. On that Friday, and, and I'll talk about it. That's November 15th. Man, the the blood shows are taking over the House of Bean. That's going to be <laughs> quite a party. We might have to put a room stretcher on the room to, to make it a little wider to fit all we, you all in there. We're going to do what we got to do, but it's going it's going to work out one way or the other. But I'm looking for, I, I'm looking forward to that. But I don't, I'm not usually one who. Uh, you know, my birthday is always to me. You know, my kids make an issue, a big deal. Me, it's always been just another day. I celebrate other people's birthdays, but this is the first thing I've done for me, I think, probably in uh, over 30 years for a birthday. So it's going to be a special day. I'm looking forward to it. Just want to get that out there and there. So, and I hope the South Show represents. I really can't think of a better way to celebrate my birthday than to be around all my preppies. And it don't have to just be South Show. Just come because the crowd is cool anyway. But I can't think of a better surrounding to be around my family and, and, and my old high school folks, man. That would be the ultimate. 
Oh, man, that, now that you mention it, we had quite a few South Shore people in last week. We had uh, Kim Brewington in from Louisiana, and uh, uh, man, Janine Sharp and Cynthia Jackson and uh, uh, Gwen Robinson. Man, it was South Shore class of 76 was representing really strong in there, man. It was a, a packed house and and South Shore showed up and showed out. It was a great time. And, and, it's, and it, I want to—I I meant to say something in the beginning of, of this broadcast that it, it's with me. Yeah, I went to South Shore, so that's who I know. I'm Chicago, I went to South Shore. That's who I know. But it's not—you know—Hyde Park, Kenwood, CVS, Hirsch, Westside, Westinghouse, wherever you come from. You know, more than welcome. You got something going on. You can put a shout out to your people too. It's all good. Uh, well, but, that's absolutely right. I said, now we've got uh, Coles High School. I mean, Coles Grade School, their alumni is making the House of Bing their first Friday meeting spot every month uh, because of the jazz. They came last week and saw what was going on. They said, oh, yeah, we want to support this and we want to be a part of that. So it's growing. It's getting better. It's, it's, a, it's a great thing going on there. I'm not surprised. I wish I could. I, I just can't stand here and act surprised, man. I'm 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 elated and happy about it. But th- th- everything you're saying, it's just, I, I expected it, man. It, it's just it's just the way be, you know. You you said it. You uh you predicted it, and you told me, Joe, don't give up. It's going to grow. And uh, you were right. It's growing. It's a, the room is staying full, and people are there early, and everybody's eating that uh, Chinese food, man. They are <laughs> in, enjoying it, man. They're they're having a great evening, and it's a lot of couples that come and um, make a night of it, man. They the place is like intimate. They got the candle on the table. They got the Chinese food and their uh, fancy drinks and having a great night, man, listening to jazz. Wow. So it's it's uh hey, it's on point, man. It's on point. Now now the, the challenge now is keeping up with it, you know. So that's 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 the challenge now. Keeping up with the pace of the uh flow because it's 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 on now, brother. Yeah, it's on it's all good, man. <clears throat> I got some great acts booked for November and some greater acts books in December, and some even greater acts for January. Man, it's, 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 I don't run out of talent, man. Chicago has got an incredible, incredible stable of musicians, and I'm surprised, man, that there's not a lot of places for these guys to play. So they all thank me and are really grateful for, opening this venue up and giving them the opportunity to uh, play. People are calling me. I was on the phone uh, tonight. A uh, lady that manages the group wanted me to give her group a uh, a chance, an opportunity to play. I, I get emails every day, a minimum of five different bands a day, people that want to play there. So this venue is really, man, there's a lot of musicians that need a a place to play. And once I get things under control there, I'm going to take Mo Better Jazz to another venue and probably have it going someplace else on a Friday night. 
I might have three or four places on Friday night where you can go and see live jazz because I got enough fans to go around. Yeah, you spread the love around, get spread the love around the city, you know. And next thing you know, who knows, man? The sky's the limit. Right. Only one that can stop me is me, you know. I just, uh, just FYI, I got just got a text from uh, Melanie Sharp. She's gonna try to make it out uh, to the House of Bing tomorrow night. We were talking earlier about tickets for the uh, fundraiser on Saturday, so she should be at the House of Bing tomorrow, and she will have tickets for anybody who's interested in coming to the fundraiser on Saturday. I just wanted to put that out there. Well, good. <laughs> I'll give her an opportunity to talk on the mic, and she can uh, let people know what she's doing, and we can. Uh, support her just as well as the people have been supporting me. And that's what I do when people got a worthy cause. They come to the house of me and I let people know what they're doing. Is it something good, man? We need to have more things good going on in the community. And uh, I give them the opportunity to let people know what positive things that they're doing. Because yeah. that's the only thing that we hear about is the bad things that are going on. And they they blow it up, man. They let you know how ignorant, how violent, how how corrupt uh, South Shore is, man. But they never tell you about the good things that are going on. So that's what I tell them. to Come to the house of being and get some good news. It's the place where you can always get some good news. I'll let you know what, what's going on good in the community. I hear you. That's the place to be. I know on Friday nights, uh, that's the place, brother. You you can't, you know, you you got to get there. You got to get there. You want a night out, like I said, there's a lot of couples there. It's an intimate surrounding. It's an old school element. Beautiful music, beautiful people. Only $10 to get in? Come on, man. Free, uh, free parking? No meters? Wow. Right. That's a big deal right. in Chicago now. No meters. So, uh, yeah, right. you get, get up there and enjoy the evening, man. But I'm... Glad you had a chance to get on, man. I was wondering uh, if I'd have to hold hold up the fort for you, but uh, you came in and mm-hmm. held it down for yourself, man. That's beautiful. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, man, I used to be a regular guy and would be sitting around waiting for the phone and, and do my interview, but, man, I am a busy man. I, I wear so many hats, man. It's really hard oh. to yeah, keep everything going, man, and, and give everybody my time, but I'm trying real hard, man, and and I, I looked at the clock, I'm like, oh, man, I got to get on the radio, I got to hurry up and, and handle this business, so well, any, I'm any, here. Anytime you can, I'll hold it down for you, man, I know, I know what you got doing, if you hadn't been able to make it on, I'd have just promoted and gave it all I had, and uh, hope, hope for the same full house you're going to have tomorrow, uh, that you come on and talk about it yourself, so uh, you can <laughs> Yeah, well, I I, I got to take advantage of any marketing opportunity that I have, and I'm learning so much about business, so much about marketing, man. I'm learning so much. Any chance if I, if two people hear it, one person hears it, man, that's better than no person hearing it. So uh, that's another person in the door. So Absolutely. I have to uh, make sure that I take advantage of every opportunity that comes my way. Well, I appreciate it, brother. Uh, I know you about ready to hit that sack and get ready for that AM wake up. Yeah, you know what I do. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, but you uh, you take care and uh, rest up and spread the love, man. And uh, good luck tomorrow. I know it's gonna be a blast, brother. 
All right. You can uh, see what's going on, see what happened last week on uh, Facebook. Mo Better Jazz Chicago, uh, the page, posted a lot of pictures and uh, a lot of stuff that took place last week and all the past weeks and the stuff that's coming in the upcoming weeks. So uh, if you've got an opportunity, uh, like my page, Mo Better Jazz Chicago. And uh, stay abreast of what's going on at the house again. Sounds like a winner, Brother Joe. Keith, I want to thank you for doing what you're doing, man. It's, it can do nothing but go up, man, and I'm proud of you. And I mentioned you last week, and I'll mention you every week, man, so we can try to get the uh, people to support what you're doing and uh, keep it moving forward. Well, I appreciate that, man. Every like you say, every little bit helps, and uh, I'm 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 gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it going. I don't see any reason to, to turn back now. It's on. Okay. Okay. Take care, brother Joe. I'll talk with you next week, man. Okay, brother. All right. Thanks, Bye. And that, of course, founder and uh, CEO of Mo Better Jazz Production. That's going to be happening tomorrow night. At 7.30 p.m., 69.30, South Shore Drive, plenty of parking, free parking, no meters, good food, good drinks, and the most beautiful people you ever want to uh, 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 be around. It's just a great, great, great group of people, I'm telling you. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like it's part of the show. It's, you know, you, you just relax and in comfort, you, you're secure, and uh, everybody's just getting along. That's the way it's supposed to be. So... On that, uh, I will close out for this evening. I, I once again want to thank uh, Melanie Sharp for uh, coming on and uh, talking about uh, her organization, her business, and uh, her own, own own personal life story. And I, I appreciate that. And uh, hopefully we'll have her on again and uh, we'll have another angle to approach uh, some conversation and we can cover whatever she's doing and whatever it is she wants to get out. She has an open invitation to come on here anytime she wants to. Not a problem. So, everybody uh, who's tuned in uh, today, everybody who is listening and will pick up the archive, well, the archives have been doing very well. Thank you for listening. I'm still a work in progress. Uh, I, I, I'm working real, real hard at this. I didn't realize how much actually work actually goes into it, but uh, it's, it's work that I intend to do. I'm doing it from my heart. Uh, this is what I've choose to do what I want to do. I'm doing this for, for me. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for us. I'm doing this for the everyday people. For the everyday people who need to be heard that are unable to be heard. That's what it's all about. You know, I, want, I want to hopefully we can all wake up and do what we need to do for each other. Uh, and just, just try to change the pace, man. Like like Joe was saying, you know, we, it's, we're not all, all bad. You know, we, there's a whole lot of good things going on, even though we have to acknowledge the bad. We've got to acknowledge it. I mean, we've got to accept the truth. We've got to deal with the truth. First, we've got to know what the hell the truth is. And, that, and that's another problem that we'll maybe talk about uh, in another conversation I have been intending to have, but I wanted to kind of polish myself up a little bit before I start getting too deep. There's a few things I have on the burner that uh, it's going to really uh, make things real up in here. It's going to be kind of... A little tight and tense, but uh, they're conversations that I think we need to have, and, and we will have them. But for now, I'm going to close out and uh, 
I will be at the bowling fundraiser on Saturday evening. I, I hope to see uh, you all come out there. Hope to even meet, meet, meet you guys. You know, we can just network and we can talk and shoot the breeze and just have a good time together. I'll be there Saturday night. Hope to see you all there. Until then, in the name of whomever or whatever, your spiritual power, peace. Thank you. 